0: and yelled, Next, please. Although I was unsure about whether I even believed in past lives, I was certainly impressed by my encounter in the Twilight Zone. For the next few months, I meditated and tumbled down countless tunnels backwards, but nothing in particular happened. I certainly didn't access any past lives. But the universe provided the help I needed. A therapist friend who was very skilled with past life work started to stay at our house when she came in from western Massachusetts to see clients in Boston. With her help, I was able to relive very vivid scenes of a family drama that would have put Gone with the Wind to shame. The story was set in medieval England and involved a complex plot of betrayal, murder, and sorrow that related very specifically to the kind of fears that had plagued me for my entire life. After retrieving that and several other related memories, I had a series of healing dreams that really did culminate in the transformation of my old fears. I've had a long-standing interest in spirituality and healing. All the same, encounters with psychic airport ticket agents bearing messages from spirit guides about the need for past life therapy was stretching things even for me. But I'm a pragmatist. The message from my spirit guides did lead to a healing when all else had failed. So who might these spirit guides be? Some of us might think of them as guardian angels. Others as the same beings of light who guide people through near-death experiences. Buddhists call them divas. Cherokees think of them as Adawis, the great protectors of the four directions. In Hebrew, the word for angel is malach or messenger. The Iranian angel Vohu Mana, meaning good mind, is believed to have revealed the message of God to Zoroaster some 2,500 years ago. And the archangel Gabriel is credited for revealing the Quran to Muhammad a 1,000 years later. Although I was raised in conservative Judaism, I had no idea that tradition had a rich and living angelology at least in the Kabbalistic or mystical tradition. There are angels of the night and of the morning. There are angels to protect us from evil and temptation. There are angels to help us review our lives. There are the cherubim and seraphim that endlessly sing God's praises, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And there are, of course, the four great archangels, Uriel, Raphael, Michael, or Michael, and Gabriel. In fact, Jewish thought posits an almost dizzying array of angels, including the guardian angels that most people usually associate with Catholicism. The single best book I know about angels was written by Malcolm Godwin. It's called Angels, an Endangered Species. He traces the entire world history of angels through scripture, Myth, art, and modern day therapy. And he traces the celestial hierarchy of the angels from two foundation texts, the Summa Theologica of Thomas Aquinas and the celestial hierarchies of Dionysius. There are supposed to be three triads of angels. The highest triad consists of the seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. The middle triad comprises the dominions, virtues, and powers. The lowest triad, those with whom us humans knowingly interact, are the principalities, archangels, and angels. Each order of angels has a different function. The powers, for example, assist souls who are lost when leaving their bodies at the time of death or who are insane. The thrones are associated with bringing the material world into manifestation from the thoughts or word of God. Although I'm intellectually fascinated by these ideas about the universe, as a scientist, I'm more impressed by data. While no one has any experimental evidence that angels exist, we do at least have what's called phenomenological evidence. In other words, first-person accounts. These reports can be analyzed like accounts of the near-death experience to see if there are internal consistencies. When people of different ages from diverse cultures with different personal and religious beliefs have similar experiences, science is ready to meet the angels. A woman I'll call Anne shared a wonderful angel experience at one of our workshops. She was with her brother in the hospital during his death from AIDS. He'd been very agitated until a kindly nurse arrived in his room and asked to spend time alone with him. When the nurse left an hour later, her brother was at peace. He said that he'd forgiven himself and everyone else. He was ready to go. A few hours later, her brother did pass over. But when Ann went out to the nursing station to thank the nurse who'd eased her brother's transition... She was told that no one of that description had ever worked at the hospital. Near-death experiences often involve angels. The great being of light who guides the soul from the body, helps the person review his or her life, and sometimes gives the person a brief tour of the other side, is variously described as God, an angel, or something very holy. In addition gods or masters who are also sometimes described as angels